Have you got any more to do after me? Nope, you're it. We saved the best for last. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 496 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And as you'll hear, a very, very excited me gets to chat with not one, but two of the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh my word. You'll hear my history of the Harlem Globetrotters, which goes back about 50 years now. And the excitement in me was just immeasurable to be able to record a show like that. And the excitement gets even more because they are coming across to the UK in April. They're doing 10 dates. I'll put the dates in the podcast notes. Uh, I encourage all of you to go and watch them because they are just so entertaining. If uh, if you want cheering up, get tickets to watch the Harlem Globetrotters. If for some reason whatsoever you've not even heard of the Harlem Globetrotters, you're in for a treat. Just go and you'll go down a rabbit hole, believe me, on YouTube because they are just so fantastic. And getting the chance to chat with Torch George and Scooter Christensen was just incredible. Um, for again, somebody like me who many years ago went to see them in London and has held them dear in my heart ever since the chance to get just a little bit of time having a chat with them was just uh, so, so good. You know the interviews shows by now if you're a regular listener. I just chat with people whose work I really love, be that in this case basketball players or musicians or actors or directors. It was uh, so, so good to do this. Anyway, enough of me getting excited just recording the intro because <laughs> you can have more of me being excited in the actual interview. Uh, unfortunately, the connection wasn't very good between us. It kept dropping out. This was also going to be a video show too, but the pitch kept freezing, kept losing the sound. Uh, and it just wouldn't make for a good video with all the choppy edits I'd have to do everywhere. Thankfully, I can cover the edits a little bit more seamlessly in just an audio show. Uh, you may or may not notice where they are. I think in some cases you will because we lost chunks of audio. So please forgive me for that. Hopefully get another show with them going forwards anyway. So sit back, relax, get comfortable as I chat with Torch George and Scooter Christensen from the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, I've got to start, I have to start this show by telling you both that the inner child in me is screaming so loud at the moment that I am talking to two of the Harlem Globetrotters. So let's begin by thanking you so much for giving me some of your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And saying that, I mean, you know, I've, I've only ever seen Harlem Globetrotters once and that's going back probably about 50 years now into the seventies, back in the days of Medlock Lemon. And my right. dad, my dad took me to London, which at the time where we lived was about a 400 mile round trip, which, which for the UK is a big trip. I know in America, it's not so much but over here. It's like a huge trip. And like 50 years later, that memory has stuck with me so much. And every time 
I see the Harlem Globetrotters. And hence why I said the inner child in me is screaming. That feeling of joy that the Harlem Globetrotters give across the world is incredible. I mean, what's it like for you two to, to have been a part of that for quite a long time now and, and know that you're making people across the world feel so good? I think um, that's, that's, I always say that's the best gift that we give back our fans is uh, we try to make memories that last a lifetime, you know, because mm-hmm. we even hear about the stories of Metal Arc Lemon and Curly Neal and how people made them feel and what, you know, yeah. and it's, it was never like, uh, it was always like, oh, they gave me a high five or they remember like something cool that they saw, but it was always on, on about how they made them feel, yeah. you know, just for that hour, hour or so. So for no, to know that they were doing that way back then and to know that we're trying to keep that tradition alive today, mm-hmm. I think that just feeds all of our, um, our souls, man, because we just love we love uh, doing what we do. It is. It's it's incredible. Like I said, you know, for 50 years, that feeling. I was watching video of both of you over the last few days as well, and I got a huge smile on my face all the way through. I mean, the stuff you do is incredible. It really is. You do things. <laughs> I mean, Torch, I was watching you with your world record, you, you know, when you were doing, is it the underleg tumbles that you do? Yeah, so the between the leg tumble. That's um, it. Oh, I don't think I could yeah. do one of them. The coordination <laughs> that, that must take is is amazing. It's yeah, just a lot of practice, a lot of repetition. You know, I've been doing that move since I was in middle school. I used to always play on the playground, and there was always like some street ball legends in my neighborhood, and and I would just watch them along with like the Allen Iversons of the game then. And so I kind of mastered that move since I've been a child. So when the opportunity presented itself to you know, set a Guinness World Record, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So that between the leg tumble was just like something I had been working on for years and truly, truly proud of that because it put me in the record books for, you know, such an iconic brand such as the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, becoming the first female, only female Globetrotter to have a Guinness World Record. So. Definitely. And do you think you can get the number higher? Are you going to try and beat it? Even more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm moving on to other records now. Uh, the goal is to have 10 records. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, so I'm alright, insane scooter. That you're you've got a world record as well. I read something online about the spinning the ball on your nose. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 2015, uh, I I set the record for 7.7 seconds. I think someone has the record now, like oh. at nine points at nine point something seconds. But I've been practicing, so I wait for them <laughs> to ask me again so I can break it again. Yeah. So, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, but it's it's definitely one of the tricks that that the kids love to see at the game. Oh, I and, uh, it. And it took a lot of nose burns and bleeds to get there, oh, but, no. but, but, but the kids love it. <laughs> I'm presuming when not just kids, but when adults meet you as well, one of the things that they ask if you can teach them to do is it spinning the ball on the finger. Is that one of the most popular? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. And is there yeah, any, I mean, is there any secret to well, that? It's, it's, what makes it funny well, is that, that, you know, we'll be walking around with the ball and we don't even, they just come up to us and go like this. They just have, <laughs> they already have their finger there. And I'm like, okay, I think I get what you want us to do. Like, hold on one second. But yeah. uh, for kids and even adults that want to learn how to spin, I always try to, if you spin the ball super fast on the ground, it, it will create a little circle that sits on, right on top of the ball. So what you try to do is create that 
that same spin and find that center underneath the ball. And then after that, the hard part comes where you just try to balance it as best as you can on your finger. You got to have a strong wrist and a strong finger to do it. So, yeah, but that's how you get started. Oh. So you have to mess up, mess up a couple of times to get it right. Yeah. What's the hardest thing for both of you then when you're doing these shows? You know, because there's so much incredible stuff that you do. You know, you've got the, the choreography of different moves and the, the physicality of different moves. What's the hardest thing for each of you that, that you've got to do in each show? I mean, for me, I don't think it's hard anymore. My rookie year is probably the toughest because mm. you're coming into right. an organization where you know nothing about because becoming a Globetrotter has is so many layers to it. Um, being a showman and then, you yeah, know, because yeah. we play more basketball. So you have yeah. to be entertaining too. You know, when you're competitive like me and Scooter, if you miss a shot, you have to do a a, a good job of not showing frustration. You know? <laughs> it's all about, you know, putting smiles on kids' faces. And at the end of the day, they're not going to remember those misses anyway. So mm -hmm. it's important that, you know, we stay the course and we smile and we make sure that we're having a good time. So I feel like in my six years going into this year, um, I, don't, I don't find anything hard. I don't get nervous anymore. I think I get anxious before the games. Yeah. Um, but I take pride in doing some pretty difficult moves in the game. <laughs> you know, I'll do a behind the back, reverse between the leg layup. Nothing is easy for me. So, but it challenges me every day to really focus and be locked in so for me that probably probably the hardest thing for me every night to make sure i make that play yeah, yeah. i mean I, I can speak to that too i mean it's you know coming in as a competitive a competitor you always want to do do good put put your best foot forward and you have to learn that it's some of this is entertainment mm -hmm. as well too so you got to try to keep that smile yeah, on your face yeah. even, even though you might miss a shot or the, you know you dribble a ball off your foot or something like that but you know, it kind of shows that the kids that, hey, we're human too. We mess up all the time, just like you. But yeah. hey, look, we still got the smile on our face. We're going to come back. We're going to get it right. And uh, I think for me, all my teammates, we practice so much that I think the hardest part, and I think in all, it's like a, a blessing and a curse at the same time, is that we, we try for perfection. Mm -hmm. We try to get everything perfect, you know, knowing that nothing's perfect in life you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. i think i think our strive and our will to get that to get the move perfect i mean we did a school uh, uh yesterday with a whole bunch of kids and one of the questions is like how do you guys do those tricks so <laughs> so good and we're saying like you don't know how many times we messed up <laughs> to get to that point you know what i mean so but i think that's what we always strive for yeah yeah, because I think you've got it more difficult because you do, you play an incredible basketball. And like you said, you also, you're incredible entertainers as well. So you, you're doing two jobs at once to the highest level. So that's, you've really got to take it out of you. Because you've got this 10-date UK tour coming up. I think it's the end of April, beginning of May. And it's 10 consecutive right. nights as well. I mean, yeah. wow, I, I hold my hand up and go, that's that's pretty amazing <laughs> too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's pretty tough because, you know, our U.S. tour starts the day after Christmas, which is December 26th, and it goes all the way until May. Oh, until May. Yeah. You wow. know, then after that, I mean, then even after May, you you know, like right now, we have a team over in, is it Italy? Yep, there is. In, in Italy, and then one in the U.S., you know, so, you know, when it's finally said and done, we're, we're playing close to, close to almost 300 games. It's about wow. 270, 260 games, and that's every day, twice on the weekend sometimes. So, yeah. So you, you must enjoy your downtime, the little downtime you get. You must, <laughs> you must really enjoy that then, yeah. 
for sure. <laughs> Manny pedicure, massages. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That. That's good to hear. <laughs> Do you get a chance to see anywhere in the world? Because, of course, you travel all over the world. Do you get the chance to see any of it? Because you've got, you know, a pretty hectic uh, schedule. Uh, every once in a while, you know, yeah. even though we are going every single day, you know, there are all those moments where, um, you know, sometimes you get to the hotel early before practice and you might have a chance to walk around and see the city a little bit. And uh, I know on a certain day, I remember uh, we were in Israel and we had the opportunity, we had an opportunity. It was a day off and the whole team took the day off to go like sightseeing wow. and, you know, w walked around Jerusalem. It was just crazy. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so little things. So even though you know we're tired because it's going every single day, you know, you know, you you, you never know if you're going to come back to that spot. So you don't want to miss those special moments. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You yeah. know, one one of the places I I mean, because I love America. I've been lucky enough that I visited there quite a good few times, and I I love America. And I know that you're from Reading, PA, aren't you, Torch? Yeah. I, I was there. I visited a friend there back in 2018 because he lives in Reading. And then, so one of the things that blew my mind was that pagoda that's up on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bright red sits on top of the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but you must have seen so many incredible sights uh, across the oh. world. Yeah, I was with Scooter on that uh, Israel run, and I remember oh. having a day off, and we went to the Dead Sea because, like you said, we might not get the opportunity to come back to that particular country. Exactly, yeah. And Scooter, what's it like for you? You're the uh, the longest standing globe trotter at the moment. Is it 18, 19 I years know. now? I, I still can't believe it. I mean, I remember my first year, and now I'm like at the top of the food chain. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I must be doing something right. They keep bringing me back, man, you know. But I think one of the most uh, exciting places that I've ever been was uh, uh, I had the opportunity to play on an aircraft carrier in the Mediterranean Sea. So I'm actually bringing the ball across the ship. I look left, all I see is water sky and actually an F-16 jet flying over my head as I'm bringing the ball down. And I'm like, okay, we can't miss because this ball is going in the water. It's, you know, it's, like, yeah. it's yeah. so, that's, so fun. That's amazing. Of all the places to have played, is there, I know, right? is, yeah. there, is there anywhere where you, either of you haven't played yet that you'd love to play? Oh, man. Oh, there's a lot of places I haven't played. I mean, Scooter's been to 85 countries. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to catch up to him. You know, he's been to Africa twice. I would love yeah. to go to Africa. I would love to go to Dubai. Dubai. I would love yeah. to go to like Tokyo and China. Um, yeah, those are just a few. Yeah, yeah Dubai would be one for me because I, I mean, I remember not, uh, I think the team had got the call to go to Dubai. Oh, no, they were saying there there was going to be a team that goes to Dubai. Yeah. And once I found out it wasn't like our our side, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, maybe they, they had to hear all the teammates oh, that were over man. there. They come back with all these stories. I'm like, man, don't even tell me. Don't even tell <laughs> me, you know. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite memories now already at this point in your career with the Globetrotters? As you look back at the time that you've been in, you know, Scooter, you've been there longer, of course, and Torch. Right. I mean, you've been there a good few years as well now. It's, it's building up. But as you look back at it at this point, is there any particular place or moment or, or something that happened that springs to mind and, and brings a happy memory? I was, I tell people all the time, like like I mentioned earlier, I've been to 40 countries, but it's nothing like playing at home. And I had the opportunity to play in my, it took me five years to play in Redding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, my, on my fifth year. <laughs> 
Wow. And to see my city come out and show me so much love. I had 80 family members who either lived in the city or flew from different cities to come support and just to get my family together for something positive. Yeah. It felt like life had came full circle, you know, because when I looked in the stands, it was people who helped me along the way. Mm. I didn't get here without a lot of my family members. So mm. that for me was the most memorable highlight of my Globetrotter career for sure is being able to go home and play in front of people who know me and love me yeah. the most. Right. You can never never beat home. Home home is always like number one Mm because, you know, because we travel so much. And then uh, any chance you get a chance to play at your hometown, you know, because people have watched you growing all the way up, Mm -hmm. you know. But uh, a moment that does stick out for me is, um, you know, we're we're known as the ambassadors of goodwill. So we do a Mm -hmm. lot of things off the court. You know, I always tell people what you see on the court, that's only a small percentage because we do. I mean, we have so many at the cheer program. That teaches morals and values. We have an anti-bullying program. We also have a smile patrol program, which which is one of my favorite ones, where we actually go to the hospital and we visit the kids that aren't are unable to come to the game. So we'll mm-hmm. sign an autograph, uh, do a trick or two, and uh, you know, sit down and talk to them for about five five or ten minutes. And I did this one particular one in Vegas, my hometown. And uh, when I came out the room, the doctor and the parents were crying, and I had thought I had did something wrong. And they were like, no, we haven't seen our son smile like in like three months. Oh, wow. And I'm this is just like a regular thing that I do. But I'll never forget that moment because it hit me. I'm like, man, this is so much bigger than basketball, yeah. man. This is yeah. it's like one of those like moments like this is what I'm well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in yeah. life, man. Just just giving back joy to people. And I mean, that was I'll never forget that that moment. Yeah. That that brings us a good circle around the way that I started this saying about the inner child in me and Every time I just, I can see the Harlem Globetrotters logo and it makes me feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> just something as simple as that, but you go above and beyond. You know, you put the work in on the court, you know, you, you the physicality and the keeping mentally sharp with everything. But like you said, the stuff that happens off the court and the things right. that you do sure. and the time that you give is is just incredible. And the feeling of, of goodwill and joy and happiness that you leave behind right. you. It, it must be so incredible. Like I said, you put the work in, but wow, right. you certainly leave a, a hell of a lot behind you, you know, that so many millions of people feeling so good. For sure. I mean, I think that's the best. I think in all in all, you know, trick shots, spinning the ball, four-point shots, I think that giving people joy back in their lives, mm. right? Because, you know, we all, everybody, we all have up, ups and downs, you know what I mean? But we know, if we see you at a globe try to game, we're gonna make you at least laugh or smile for for a couple minutes. And I always tell people, you know, you know, even though you see the tricks and you see the the, the trick shots and the cool moves that we do, I think what makes the globe trotter is the attitude. Yeah. Because yeah. even if, even if I had had all these cool tricks and can do these amazing things, but if my attitude was not good, I'm definitely not a globe trotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, it's the attitude. And I yeah. tell kids that all the time, like always the, the number one thing is always, it starts with the attitude saying, thank you. You're welcome. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, those types of things. Yeah. And it's, I, I love the fact that the Globetrotters are coming up to the hundredth anniversary. It, it's getting so yeah. close a hundred years of making people feel like that. And, and you two are a part of it as we go forward in history and hopefully the Globetrotters just continue to keep going and that you're a part of it. Thank you so much for doing that. It's uh, oh, yeah, you're definitely you. leaving your mark on the world. That's for sure. I hope so. Thank, thank you. you. 
Well, I know we had we've had some technical issues tonight. I'm hoping at some point we can meet in person. That would be incredible. Uh, hopefully getting to see you as well. We're pretty close to Manchester where we are in North Wales. It would be amazing to come and see you. And right. oh yeah, thank you again for giving me your time and thank you for everything that you do, genuinely. Oh man, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank it. You. That's all right. And now go and enjoy your evening and rest <laughs> and make, <laughs> make the most of it. <laughs> you, like I said, you deserve it. So yeah, get out there and do whatever you want to do to just to rest and relax. Have you got any more when are you traveling? Are you traveling? Where are you going next? What's your sort of itinerary? So the next couple of days we'll be promoting um, our tour coming here. And then yeah. I'll be heading back to the States on Saturday because I'm still playing on tour. So I'll be meeting up with the guys in wow. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, I'm going, and I'm actually going to Washington, D.C. to promote the game out there. So yeah. we're just we're, we're, we're busy. Stay, stay <laughs> very, very, very busy. But like I say, you know, that you deserve every moment of rest you can get for what you do. So thank you. Uh, thanks again. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. All right. Take care. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Um, I'm taking, you could guess how excited I was when I recorded that one yet again. No difference is there really these interview shows. I am so lucky to get to chat with the people that I've done over the years. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing it for quite a few more years forwards. As I said at the beginning, please book your tickets. Uh, the dates are in the podcast notes for the show. Uh, it begins in Manchester on April the 28th. Ends later, oh, 10, 10 days, like I said when I was chatting to them, 10 consecutive dates. Ends in London on May the 7th. Um, so grab your tickets while you can. I'm sure they will sell well. And again, as I said at the beginning of the show, you are guaranteed some great entertainment uh, speaking of which, ooh, seamless segue of great entertainment. Go to our website, 60mw.co.uk, numerical 60, not alphabetical. Everything that we do is on there, all the podcasts, the news, the reviews, all the links to our social media, the main one being our Twitter account, which is at 60mwpodcast, again, numerical 60. So thank you for listening. We will be back with another of our format shows in the very near future. Don't know which one it'll be, bit of a surprise for you and me both. All right, thanks a lot for listening. See you next time.